Again, the next day, John stood with two of the, his disciples. And looking at Jesus, he walked. He wa- as he walked, he said, Behold, the Lamb of God. Two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and, seeing them following, said to them, What do you seek? They said to him, Rabbi, which is to say, when translated teacher, where are you staying? John 6, 68, or 66 through 68. From that time, when many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more, then Jesus said to the twelve, Do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. I want to talk to you today. The next, actually, probably couple months, I'm going to be um, going over John Maxwell's The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. And this will be in the first one. We're going to be talking about the law of the lid. That's leadership ability determines a person's level of effectiveness. Our first passage today we read was John 1, 35 through 37. John the baptizer, he knew Jesus could lead his disciples further than he could. And then again in John 6, 66 through 68, Peter confessed the disciples had no better leader to whom, and to, whom to turn. You know, the law of the lid... It's leadership ability determines a person's level of effectiveness. You know, as leaders, we're always growing as leaders, but we also understand there's levels in leadership. Sometimes we can lead to a certain point because we haven't learned how to go beyond that point. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't go beyond that point, but we have to get some more um, experience under our belt. We have to do some more training. We have to do some more Uh, learning and growing and one of the best ways to do that is to find somebody that's at the level we're going to in in John's uh, case he knew that he was not the one to come and bring you know he was preparing the way for somebody even greater and that greater was Jesus John's disciples left him some did and went and they followed Jesus and he he didn't try to pull them back he didn't try to uh, discourage them He knew that Jesus was going to take his disciples further than he could take them. You know, I've seen over the years, I can remember uh, working in a church years ago. It was a good experience uh, for the most part. You know, one of the things about ministry is you learn good and bad. Not every, uh, not, you know, there's no leader that's perfect. But what you have to learn when you're leading, when you're learning from somebody is that there's a meat they're going to give you and then sometimes there's bones and what do you do when you eat fish you eat the meat you throw the bones away and I've learned over the years to um, be thankful for the men and women that God has put in my path that were great leaders that were great encouragers that were people that allowed me to grow in my gift they believed in me they believed in my leadership and they took a chance on me and uh, I can remember being in one church early on uh, working, I'd worked for quite a number of years there. I'd plateaued there. I was at a point where um, I was still hungry to grow in my gifting as well as a Christian and my leadership as well. But I knew that I would never go any further in this organization. Um, it was a great spiritual organization, but it had no um, no structure as far as leadership. 
And uh, the pastor had a very, very, he was very gifted in taking young men and teaching them how to preach, teach, flow in the gifts of the Spirit. But he had no leadership skills. He, he, he had a lever of influence, but he, it was more of a, uh, a blind faith. It's, well, God's going to do everything and we do little. Uh, but the reality is, is God blesses those that move. God blesses those that do things. And, and I love this pastor, and, uh, but I came to a point where it was time to go. It was time to go learn something different, uh, to take my leadership to a different level. And I remember they uh, uh, tried to hold me back. They didn't want me to leave. They wanted me to stay. Um, and, uh, but I knew, you know, and it, it, because here's, here's what happens is, is when we're in the body of Christ, it's like a family. And when, we get, and when God calls us to move on or go to a different place, a lot of times people are offended because they're like, what's wrong with us? But the reality is, is we are life learners. We're leaders are growers. They're always reading. They're always studying. They're always being mentored, whether it's through um, one-on-one or books or podcasts or you know, CDs, MP3s, whatever it might be. But we're always learning and growing and striving to be better. Now, that particular pastor, he had introduced me to John Maxwell. He had introduced me to, to the... Uh, the uh, developing the leader within you, which was a great experience, but uh, for me, it really exposed the fact that uh, even though I'd been a leader in the military, uh, being a leader in a spiritual environment was so much different. And um, not only that, I knew that I had to grow continually as a leader. And, and here we are 20, 25 years later from that date, and I'm still growing. I'm still reading books. I'm still listening to um um, speakers and going to seminars and studying and trying to grow my leadership. So the law of the lid is, you know, his ability to lead me was only to a certain level. And then it was time to go to a different level. Um, and that's what John the baptizer, he knew that, you know, Jesus was going to lead his disciples and, um, further than he could, he could only lead them so far. So we always need to realize that, uh, and, and we have to be able to, sometimes we overstay. You're never going to outgrow your organization. Um, you, you can, but, but you'll become stagnant because you're unable to implement or do what you're growing in. Because um, either organizational structures or leaders above you will hold you back in that. So you need to be able to be in an environment to where you can... Um, expand your leadership. That's one of the things, um, my current profession, I work as a hospice chaplain and my manager, uh, the, the thing I really um, has kept me in this job more than anything is that my manager gives me the freedom to grow and to do my job because that's my job and he does his job very well. So he allows me the freedom to um, go do what I'm called to do. And uh, of course, there's some things I have to do because of the job, but for the most part, it's it's up to me how I grow in my um, my position, how I grow in my leadership. And you know, many times what happens is, as leaders, we can get stagnant in a place. We can get well, it's just the same old. You know, one of the most and and please don't take this in an offensive way, but one of the hardest things for me in working in a church was. Um, serving under leaders that were not sure who they were. They're, they weren't sure of the organization's vision. They did. I remember one one pastor didn't was constantly struggling with what is the culture of our church. Now that's okay when you start, but you need to find the culture of your church. You need to find the vision of your church, and then you be you need to be able to 
um, project that vision and, and cast that vision to people. But if your vision is always changing, then there's an uncertainty. And you need to be in a places where you can, uh, you know the vision, you know what's ahead, and you can uh, press forward. You can go um, and, and run with that vision. Um, that's why we write the vision down, because we want the vision clear, as the scripture says, that when we read it, we know this is the vision, and we run with it. So the law of the lid, and, and part of this is the lid. You think about a lid covers a, a, a jar, or I always picture a jar, so a lid pretty much, you need to be able to expand that lid or take the lid off of your leadership. And as you do that, that gives you that um, freedom to grow. And I want to say this too, you know, um, in the body of Christ, we, we call them camps. You know, I'm, I'm of the, uh, um, you know, the Baptist camp or the Word of Faith camp or the Pentecostal camp or the Charismatic camp or the, you know, whatever camp. And a lot of times we limit ourselves to that area. We, I know people that can only preach faith, um, they can only preach uh, prosperity or health because that's all their camp teaches. I know some that only teach salvation because that's all their camp teaches. Or there's some that will teach you know, um, influence in your you know, um, missions or because that's all they teach. The reality is, is we, need, we, we all complete the body of Christ. So it's good to expand our growth, which lifts the lid for us. So. For me, early on, I you know I was I was um, saved in a Pentecostal charismatic environment, um, and I read their books, I listened to their CDs, tapes, everything you can think of. I just devoured uh, that camp. But then there came to a point where it, the message never expanded or grew. Now God's word never changes, but there's more than just. Um, we're always uncovering diamonds. We're always uncovering nuggets within the scripture. And so for me, then I begin to expand my thinking and my reading and my studying. And I begin to read after um, some guys that were uh, uh, very educated, um, that had, you know, um, had some theology books, that had some, and they weren't contradicting to what I was um, already studying, but they were building on that foundation. And what that did was it began to expand me and, and, and lift the lid. And then when I went to college, oh my goodness, in Bible college, I was exposed to so many great um, truths that I had never even seen. And the other thing is, is I was around people that had other experiences, that had other knowledge that I was able to glean from and, um, and grow from there. So the law of the lid is, is, you know, as a leader, we always need to be looking at how we can grow and uh, expand and uh, whether it's finding a mentor that is doing what we want to do or uh, um, obviously somebody that's more um, experienced than us uh, a mentor that has uh, and you know there's different kind of mentors too I want to say this um, there's people that will help us with our, our ethics our character there's people that will help us with our families or being a father and a dad that will mentor us in that. There's there's mentors that will mentor us in business and in ministry. And uh, I also want to say this, you know, uh, one of the things that I've always struggled with is finding a mentor. Is finding somebody that was willing to invest. You know, most uh, um, Christians, you know, a lot of times they're, they're, they're busy. And they're so focused on what they're doing. And um, it's finding somebody that's going to sit down and invest in you, that is going to um, impart wisdom to you, sometimes can be challenging. 
And uh, in another podcast, we'll, we'll, um, we'll uh, you know, we need to, um, you know, find ways to grow and, and just be better at it. So I hope this blesses you. Uh, go to our website, TonyHinley.org. Uh, check out our, um, our website there, our blog. Uh, subscribe to our podcast. If you want to donate, you're more than welcome to do that. You can do that at TonyHinley.org. Or you can go to our Anchor uh, website. Um, also, you can um, you know sign up for a subscription. So when we do blogs, a podcast, things like that, you'll get um, a message letting you know that we've done it. And uh, God bless you. And remember, God's not mad at you, but He's mad about.